Hello, you're listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast, season two, with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast? Well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the VoiceOver Network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello everybody, hello and welcome to The VoiceOver Network presents The VoiceOver Hour podcast. Now today we've got a very special guest for you. I'm so, so excited. We've got Rawley Pickens and Rawley is an incredibly well-established voice actor, dialogue editor, voice director and casting director with huge credits under his belt in video games and anime. Some of these titles include Guitar Hero, Borderlands 2, Halo, Spider-Man, Dragon Ball and Moriarty the Patriot. Working with massive production companies like Funimation and Okatron 5000, Rawley brings exceptional levels of creativity to the surface in every session with each actor. So welcome, Rawley. Well, man, thank you. What an, what an intro. I was like blown away. And you mentioned some credits I'd forgotten about. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. I'm so happy to be here. You guys are great. Thank you so much for joining us. It's it's an absolute honor to have you on on our podcast. And yeah, I've got lots of things I want to talk to you about. And um, but we have just we've just worked together on Moriarty the Patriot, which was so much fun. And thank you for being an awesome director. We did. It was it was earlier this year. It's been months and months since I've gotten to talk to you. But it, yes. but we did. We finished Moriarty the Patriot. Uh, you're all over it. <laughs> but uh Oh, I uh, loved it. Yeah, it was it turned out really great. So it's, I it was I'm, such I'm a so fun happy. project. It's gotten really good response online. Uh and so I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Yay. Excellent. Excellent. So yes, if you haven't watched it, go out and check it out, guys. It's on Funimation. So um but yes, so Rawley, tell us, how did you get started in the industry? So uh, years, years and years ago, I had lived uh, in a college town called Denton, Texas, that's north, north of here. And I had lived in that uh, town and, and played uh, like kind of in and out of bands and sort of, you know, it just it just was kind of living there like after after college, like a college kid. 
uh, but Chris Sabat did as well. And so Chris and I became friends back then. <clears throat> and then he went on to work at Funimation on the early Dragon Ball dubs uh, and all, had done all of that for years. Uh, and then when he was leaving Funimation uh, in, I want to say 2003 or mm -hmm. four, it was, it was probably 2003, I think. That's when um, uh, we connected and decided to um, start, start up Okratron. And so, and that we, it was mostly to record video games because Funimation was doing the anime, but they didn't mm -hmm. record any video games. And we had a Full Metal Alchemist video game. And we also did a, um, oh man, what was the fighting game that we had done early on? I'd have to look in my credits, but yeah, we, yeah. Had, we, had, we started doing <laughs> video games basically back then because yeah. uh, Funimation, uh, uh, couldn't handle the workload and they were more uh, focused on the animation stuff. And so yeah. we had, we had started doing video games and then, uh, things just changed after that. By the time we got to doing uh, dragon ball, uh, Z Kai, which was a recut of dragon ball Z, they sort of cut out all the filler and they trimmed it down to 169 episodes, I think 160 and change, uh, that, uh, that was where we stepped into to dub uh, those. So I started working with Chris on that. And then when Dragon Ball Super came, by the time Dragon Ball Super came around, uh, Chris has, is just immensely busy. He started working on other stuff, and I started sub-directing in Dragon Ball Super. And by the, by the end of Dragon Ball Super, I was fully directing. So Nice. Yeah, awesome. and so awesome. and, and then there's been tons of other titles. Now it's been lots of slice of life shows like Tamiyomi, the Baseball Girls, and uh, uh, Sashibato, uh, Asteroid and Love, um, just other shows like that where I've been directing and engineering and mixing them all. So wow. it's been a lot of fun, but boy, it's like yeah, when you show up, you have to show up because it's yeah. it's kind of all you. And then Moriarty has just been the dream. That's the dream project that we've been hoping to get, and we were lucky enough to get it. Funimation was was kind enough uh, to trust us with that, and I have just been in love with it, just inside and out. I absolutely love that show. I love the cast. Uh, so working with everybody has been great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And do you, I mean, you're saying you, you're loving working on Moriarty the Patriot. Do you, I mean, you've got a massive list of credits. You've worked on tons of different projects. Do you have a favorite project you've worked on? Or is that like choosing a child? <laughs> that is a little bit like choosing a child. Um, a lot. I. I mean, right now it's absolutely Moriarty. It's and then with with yeah. Dragon Ball being a close second. Dragon Ball is a lot of fun, yeah. especially when um, because there's so much to honor. There's so much that that is just. I mean, gosh, it's just it's legendary, and it's just so much fun to get to work with those actors and and work on that stuff. And then um, it's also off the wall. It has. I actually enjoy the filler episodes. <laughs> they're a lot of fun when they're just kind of poking around and talking or something fun is happening with a new character or I want Corin and all these fun sort of side characters to come in and chit chat. I love, yeah. everybody loves Yajirobe and all those fun sort of comic relief. Uh, yes. And then, and then that releases the tension so you can get back into the fights. But if everything was the fights constantly, I honestly think it would just be a, a beating. Yes. So uh, yeah. Dragon Ball is fun because it's a little bit of everything. It feels like a sitcom sometimes. And I actually love that. So uh 
Yeah, yeah. But I but right now, no. I mean it's it's I would it's Moriarty is absolutely my baby. Uh, I'm in love with it. And I'm glad that we get to keep working on it. And they've announced two OVAs. So they'll also be making little side OVA features. Uh, and hopefully we'll get to dub those as well. Nice. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's exciting. Wonderful. Yeah. And, um, and can you, I mean, you're involved in the casting process. Um, can you talk us through how you, how you go about casting um, anime projects? Yes. Uh, so a lot of it, um, you do, uh, we do auditions. So you're definitely going to do a full set of auditions where you write a side and a side yeah. is, is like a, a one page sort of audition page where you're going to uh, have a picture of the character. You're going to mention characteristics and maybe voice type. So you might say like, oh, they need a higher voice or lower voice, or this needs to be gruff or aggressive or sweet and kind or whatever. So you'll mention what the character is like. And then you'll have some lines, usually that run the gamut. Usually, one mm -hmm. some that are just kind of quiet, maybe a shout, you know, like a little bit of emotion. You kind of want to hear the whole thing in one page. So, we do send those out, and then we also make short lists. So, where you may already know in your head, like, ooh, I know that this person would be great in this part. But everybody runs, you know, auditions against that sort of. And yeah. usually not one person's not really making that call. Nazi Tarsha is uh, our ex uh, kind of a, the assistant producer and my talent coordinator. Yeah. And he and I do the sides together and go through everything. He sits there and listens with me to through it. And uh, uh, we have little tugs of war sometimes, you know what I mean? About, I really like this and like this captures it. And sometimes, you know, we, uh, we, we even get callbacks. Like we might not agree on something and then you, you'll pick between two or three people and then you'll do what's called a callback yeah. where they do a second audition with notes. You might tell them, Hey, I really try this or just try a little slower, you know, whatever it is you need to tell them so that you can hear it again and really put it against the character. If you use lines from the animation, that's where we're lucky that we're dubbing to the animation is because you see the character in motion. So it doesn't have to really be 100% in your imagination. You can literally take that audition, slap it up against the person talking and get a feeling for it, you know. Yeah. So we we're, do all of that to go and try to create the right, the right cast. And on this one, it was tough because not only are we going for voice type now and characterization, but accent. And yes. so it became a big test of everybody. It's like, all right, everybody, bring your A game and let's hear your accent. And also that we were open to regional accents. So it's like, if, you know, if you do something that's, that's different, then be, I'm open to hearing it. Because, you know, yeah. uh, Sebastian Moran does not have the same accent as Moriarty or Sherlock. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of Brits in that. So uh, yeah, a lot of British, British accents. So that was fun. Um, it was must have been fun for you to work with. Yeah, all the different accents. I was in love. It was just every day. I was absolutely in love. <laughs> every episode, I feel like we found something for you to do. Yes. So <laughs> it was so fun. So, so there was fun. a lot, Wonderful. a lot of color, and there may be a couple here and there. I'm sure if people really listen to it, there might be a couple where. Yeah, Maybe people are a little more transatlantic or it's a little yes. bit more of a theater British, <laughs> but uh, it passes. Yes. <laughs> it, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I had Theo do a lot of checks for me, too. Theo was my ear oh, where everyone if I doubted yes. something, if I was like, this doesn't feel right to me in my ear, I would check him 
And sometimes yeah. he'd say, no, that's, that's right. Or, ooh, nope. You know, like that vowel is wrong or you need to swallow yeah. this or whatever. He was, he was a lot of help with, nice. with tuning in some of the dialect. And so nice. in the end, I hope it all comes out in the wash. <laughs> yes. Because uh, yes. we, we have a mix of really, really good accents and really, really good voice people. And then also a good mix of some of your anime favorites. There's a lot of good, good actors that people will be surprised yeah. to hear. You know, yeah. they should be excited to hear them. Awesome. Awesome. So. And so, and where do you find your talent? Uh, through most of it is is through the agency. There's a, there's a yep. lot of agencies here in Dallas. Dallas was, yep. years back was much more of an uh, advertising hub. There's a lot yep. of like ad work sort of being done out of here, and so there's there's a lot of agencies, talent agencies, and a lot of voice work. And uh, through Funimation being here, uh, they've you know a lot of those agencies have opened up to the dubbing as being sort of. Yep one of the things so they'll open up their actors you know some some have never dubbed but they'll open them up sometimes to those auditions uh you don't necessarily get the full roster from an agency they're going to be a little picky yeah but that's that's we send them out through agencies so um and then if you're not represented through an agency then it's sort of word of mouth we do have yeah. an audition list here at here at okratron where uh unrepresented people sort of can still fill out all their information and contact and sort of voice type and yeah. Give us an idea that normally the agency would do for them, right? Nice. And nice. Um, and so we also send it out through through there. Now sometimes you might have to be picky because you don't necessarily want to sift through four or five hundred things. Yeah. But but for games like Smite, we do, we record uh, for a game called Smite, and it has tons of characters, and we are always looking for new people. And so we send that one out to just every. It should just go everywhere. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. And then when I did the Moriarty auditions, it was like that because it went everywhere, anywhere yeah. where I could find people, you know, that could do do the accents for us yes. or, or people that had the the rigs to be able to record remote. You know, it's the other problem. Yes. So it's like it's great now that you can work remotely. We can get people from every city, but you still have to make sure that it, it can sort of pass the bar and that they can dub remotely because it's tr yes. even trickier than doing VO because you have yeah. to deal with the video and, and, and dubbing to video uh, is a whole other like can of worms <laughs> sort yeah, of as definitely. so they say to open up uh, yeah yeah it's, it's been I think it's been really interesting I mean obviously the, the pandemic has, has been you know really tough for everybody but it it's also it's also opened up and, and, and changed a lot of things in in different industries and in our industry I feel like um, yes, we've 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 had this home studio setups for lots of us, but still parts of the industry were very much like no, no, you had to come into studios. But obviously, we were forced to remote record, and it, it mm -hmm. forced us all to up our game in the technology world and um and, and find ways around it. And I think it's it's really exciting now that. We can work together across the pond and, you know, in different parts of the States, you don't, you know, you, in the UK, you don't now have to live really close to London. And, and, and I think right. you know, not having to, yep. it's, it's really exciting that, that it means, I guess for you guys, it means that the talent pool has sort of opened it's up. Exploded. And, it's exploded. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah. to be honest with you, that is why in a way you have to even rely more on agencies or the word of mouth like you have to sort yeah. of trust everybody else vouching for each other and like yes. and and so that's why the networking is very important because you know 
you might mention somebody in a session and that may be all it takes, you know what I mean? For me to check them out, send them an audition and get them on the list. So that, that has become more of a thing we do. And a lot of Funimation directors may do that. They may check around with each other. Hey, who are you working with? That's new. And you know, who are the, it's like in the old days, I feel Funimation, everybody around was like a big guy with gruff voice. And we were all here to do like heavy fighting <laughs> stuff. And now it's all high school girls and little, and the anime pretty voices and like, and like princesses. It's harder to find big guys. Sometimes it's harder to find older voices sometimes where you find like, Oh no, I need another, you know, or I need a group of, of older people, you know, like mature yeah. voices. It's actually harder to find. Sometimes you're like, Oh no, this is a hard group to pull together. But now we can, mm. yeah, we can stretch out anywhere. And yeah. as long as they can set up and they can do it remote, um, we are back to sort of preference where we would like people to come in again. You know, we miss yeah. seeing people. It is a whole yeah. different experience. It is yeah. better. You get you get better direction sometimes in yeah. person. Yeah. But, um, you know, someone wants to stay home and like, we understand that. Like, there's a yeah. million reasons why someone would just say like, no, I need to do this remotely. And you go, okay. It's like, yeah. let's do it remotely. So. Oh, I tell you, I can't wait to go into a studio because I, yeah, I've been working remotely and, and and just the thought of going and doing a voiceover without having to that little worry in the back of your head about technology because <laughs> that's yep. that's the I can't believe thing. what you guys have done. To be honest with you, I'm so impressed with all the actors and the, the <sighs> them having to worry about their game. They're like, oh, sorry, I, I think I peaked on that. Let me maximize my gain. The thought that you guys yeah. even have to think about that. Yeah. Um, also on with uh, some of the the studios, they record on iPads. They're like they sort of record at the with the actor. Does that right. make sense? So the actor's actually in front of the video, but oh. that means the actor has to sort of actually move things around a little bit. Sometimes they're they're being told, "Hey, yeah. move that earlier or push it a little bit later." It's incredible what what oh. some of the actors have done, what they've stepped yeah. up, and so that's absolutely great. But yeah. It's 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 a blessing and a curse, I guess. Yes. You know, it's like yeah. it's, it's so great yeah. at the same time. <laughs> whoo, the expectations are also going up about how quick you can get stuff. You know, mm. how quick you can get under or you know. In the old days, it I admit it was kind of fun sometimes if someone couldn't get to a studio that they had to fly here. Like it was it was easier sometimes <laughs> to just say, well, get on a plane, and it's still cheaper than you know you getting into london or you getting into like yeah. some major city and then having to pay for an isdn session that's how they used to yeah. do it it's through uh, like phone lines yeah. and fancy expensive isdn <laughs> lines and so it was so expensive that sometimes you were like you know what just why don't you fly here and spend the you know spend the night we'll have a we'll have dinner and that was actually kind of fun. yes i'm in i'm in you know? yeah exactly it's like <laughs> oh that's an excuse and so that was i admit it's it's now a lot easier but it does take out some of the fun where you're like but that was that was kind of nice getting to see all my friends or getting yeah. to work with these some of these actors and actually have them come in so yes yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the anime world, from my opinion, I, I feel like it is exploding. I mean, from from your side of things. Uh, yeah, because I, I see it's it's getting more and more popular. Um, is it mm. is it kind of growing? And, and what do you see going on in the world of anime? Oh, it's I mean, it's definitely growing. There's there's always been talk. I think people always kind of acted like it may go away or ooh, this is because it, it uh it doesn't garner profit for every studio. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily okay. super profitable, yeah. but it's very popular and they just they mm. just keep churning it out like 
like films. It's almost like the you know the indie film push of the '90s here in America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where all of a sudden it opens up to where people can make these indie movies, but then it becomes a you know just a glut of stuff. You know what I mean? And you have to sort yeah. of sift through it. So there's a lot of it now, and and uh, I love it. I mean, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it never stops. Like we certainly like we just it's just going to keep coming. Uh, the hard part is keeping up with the simul dubs or the quick dubs that people sort of expect now. Uh, it's been okay. great to be able to do that. Now they they may air an episode from Japan, and then a few weeks later they would they you know put it up in English. And that's yeah. just a race. It's just like a horse race for the script writers to recording to mixing to every everybody's kind of just racing. And so that's been another blessing and curse. It's amazing that they can do that. You're just blown mm. away by them. But at the same time, it's a whew, it's a it's a crazy way to work, you know. And yeah. sometimes the actors are coming in just to do a few lines because that's all their person said that week. So they may come in for a session, say three three things, and then be like, "See you next week." And so it's been, uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's definitely different sometimes because that's what you used to do with anime was, yeah, you'd come in and record multiple episodes in a session sometimes, or, you know, depending on your lines. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it goes in many ways. So anime is recorded in, in tons of different ways. It's, it's great. And it's great to see all the independent studios pop up too. There's a lot nice. of smaller studios that are dubbing nowadays. Uh, you know, it doesn't take big video machines and tape machines and all kinds of complicated mm. stuff like it used to. So, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. And so um, um, what do you think is the key to being um, a successful voice actor in anime? Who uh, in anime? It is it is a skill. I'll tell you that because there yeah. are a lot of yeah. really good VO people. Like I said, with the agencies, sometimes you might yeah. find someone who's so good. Their demo is rock solid. And then you put them in front of some animation and you play beeps in their ear. You know what I mean? Yes. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, uh, they just lose it. They're like, hang on, let me read this at my pace. And you might be like, no, I, you got to slow this up, speed this, you know, break this. All mm -hmm. the tricks. It's almost, it's a bit more like being a musician. So you yes. find that some of the people who are a little bit more musical because yeah. they understand phrasing and sort of rhythm and beats and they understand that they can slow down one part and stretch another and speed up something at the at the end it's a little bit more musical you know yeah. at that point and so it's it's a little bit of like your right brain and le left brain right because you're also acting you're yeah. trying to keep all your characterization yeah. all the stuff at the same time you're kind of jumping That's... onto a moving train you know what i mean there's these technical things <laughs> yeah. and here come the beeps beep 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 and you have to like yeah. jump in yes. and be and with your art you know what i mean yes. and boy that's tricky to do it, like when you yeah. sort of have, some people feel like they have a gun to their head you know, then they're being told to create. And so that can be tough. It's it's that it's that yeah. patting your head and rubbing your stomach and standing one foot yep. and you know twisting yep. around and yeah it is that very thing, much so. you know because you, you do you're you're looking at the script and you're looking at the you know at, mm -hmm. at the visuals as well the video and you have to be looking at both but <laughs> so it's, it it yeah it's really interesting and you do yeah. I I I found it exhilarating actually because it's you have to be so in the moment and i find mm -hmm. that with video games as well working in video games there's no part of that that you can have any moment do you know what i mean where you're not completely 100 percent present yep 
Oh, that's a perfect way to put it. And it's a and it looks so easy in the end. Do you know what I mean? So so many <laughs> yeah. people might look at the anime and think, I can do that. Like that doesn't yeah. seem that hard. But they don't realize, yeah, that like you said, you were patting your stomach and rubbing your head. You were doing these things at the same time. Yeah. And so it's actually very complicated. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And and a lot of people also don't realize you're you don't get to be off you don't get to work with the script first, right? Yes. You, you just you're flash reading it. So so much yes. of anime is done so quickly that really it's first read, second read, maybe third read if there's a problem. But you know what mm. I mean? Like you don't really spend a lot of time with the script. No. And um so it's also funny to hear people ask, you know, what's your what's your favorite script scene or what's your favorite line? Like these these people don't remember half the time. No. Because yeah, it it came and went. It was like <laughs> bing bang boom, I'm on to the yeah. next thing, you know. And so it's it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's... But the good people, it is fun to watch the actors that are so good at it, because they can either do it on the first take or they can do it wild, which is where is what they call it, where you record immediately after. Yes. Uh, a take so you might see the problem and then you'll try it slower and they give you the slower take or whatever and they kind of give you a wink and you realize yeah. like yep there's the fix like yeah and it'll work and then you can move on amazing it's amazing great. and there's it's it's yeah because there are a lot of similarities with video games um and i you know i talk about video games i, I really feel like it's instant acting because you and it's, it's same with anime you you have to get into character you have to be completely yeah. in your character and then you're sight yep. reading in character, um, mm -hmm. which which I love because, you know, as an actor, it's very different to, you know, theatre and on screen where, you know, you get the script and you you learn your lines and you think about the mm -hmm. intention and, and you work all these things out. You don't have any time for that. You have to be nope. you're, you're there. You're in the moment. You, you're working with a director. It's like, bam, here we go. Yep. Go for it, and and, uh, and, and even yeah, with the anime, fun. you're you're getting the animation, you're getting the music track. You can feel like some power to things. With with video games, you've been in the sessions, especially when they go on yeah. for hours. It's just a guy going, "All right, so now we take the corner, and there's you know the bad guys come up, and now you're doing yeah. this. Okay, ready, go. You know what I mean? It's they're <laughs> yeah. tired, and all they're doing is verbally telling you that you're in yes. a battle or something, and then you have yeah. to deliver. The moment they say go, boom, you have to be at an yeah. eleven again. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of a lot of work. Um, yeah. So yes, there's there are much... guys who who do these loud yeah. Call of Duty games where they're shouting grenade and all that type yeah. of stuff. They they only do one or two hour sessions because of that. Yeah. It's just so yeah. intense. You can't make them do that for three, four, five hours. There's just no way. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, yeah. You. But it is. It's. It's very much. You know, like being a child again. You know, you have to be in that playful place you have to be completely free and 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 able to recreate the world around you in your imagination mm -hmm. and 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 see it and be there yep a lot like the yeah. you know mocap or these modern acting with tennis balls kind of thing yes. right where you're just yeah. have a blue screen and you're being told what it is yeah. that that is it's very similar right so it's yeah. like part of it is there you might see part of the set or, or people are sort of in costume but a lot of it's imaginary yeah. and you just have to be like a kid be like, all right, yeah. I can I can imagine this and I'm going to commit 100% because people can tell. That's always yes. the thing that sort of is the crack is if you're not really committing to it, yeah. you're sort of walking through it. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you're listening to yourself as well, those who are listening to this, if you catch yourself in an audition just and you, you're listening to yourself or you're listening to your accent or, you know, that's you, mm. that's you're not in the moment. You have to 
completely not be listening to yourself because you've got to be in the moment. And um, yeah, yeah, that's really, really important. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people have stopped to read because they'll say like, oh, like I, you know, I made a weird S or T sound or I heard my, you know, <clears throat> like maybe they heard like that weird noise come out of their nose or something. They'll oh, yeah. stop and you'll be like, what it? what are you doing? You know what I mean? Why are you stopping? Oh, like that was it. That was the take. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in love. I didn't hear what you're talking about. And you can tell that it's like, you just need to just stick to what you did. Yes. You know what I mean? And let me, let me worry about it. I'll call it out. If I don't yeah. like it, I'll say that. And sometimes we can fix it. Sometimes we, we might be able to fix it with, you know, little editing or EQ or something, you know? Yeah. So. And sometimes mistakes, you know, when you're being natural as well, you know, I definitely feel like that in video games and stuff. You know, when we talk, we're not mm -hmm. talking perfectly. We're, we're stumbling, making mistakes and things. And so I think yep. sometimes, you know, especially in video games, those kind of things make it more real. Yes. Boy, I, I have to ask with uh, crying scenes. I ask for ugly cry oh. a lot where Do I'm you? like, it's too, it's too pretty. You're just doing too, you're, you know, they just might be like. Yeah, you know, just doing it a, a sweet little squeaky cry, and you're just like, no, I need to hear, like, you know what I mean? I need to hear Ugly snot, and, yeah, and I need to hear like stuff kind of exiting your face. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be a ball, a full ball Dude. cry. So, uh, yeah. yeah, sometimes you yeah. want that stuff. Yeah, ugly crying. Yeah. And right. the same with death. Um, when sometimes people die, you have to tell them like, no, I, I gotta hear, we gotta hear blood come out. Like it, something has to yeah. gurgle or like explode. Yeah. Out of nice, so. lovely. On that note, <laughs> 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 yeah. we're gonna have a little brief pause now, guys, just to um, to hear from our sponsors. But don't go anywhere. Uh, we've got lots more to talk about. This podcast is sponsored by Audient Studio Spares. Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of studio essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio Portable Vocal Booth and is sponsored by Studiospares.com, the UK's best single-source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics, proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver booths. Sennheiser supports you in your VoiceOver production with great sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your voiceovers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator, intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges. From uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive Von 60-day trial and $50 discount code at hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Wonderful. Okay, so now we're back. Um, yeah, check one, two. Tell us what makes an audition stand out. Boy, that depends. You're, boy, that's a tricky question because it all depends <laughs> on that character. Because you are yeah. absolutely right. There's times where 
especially in anime is so tricky. You'll hear people say a lot where they'll say that's an anime voice or like that's an anime read, you know, because they feel everything in anime is the same. But it's not always. There are still, yeah. I mean, villains are different. Little kids t- are different. There are certainly tricks and tropes, you know, that that are the same. Uh, <laughs> There's certainly with the reactions that are that are so intent on anime things you don't do in other parts of VO, right? So there's yeah. so many like, uh, uh, and like all those questions and the stuff yeah. that is that is that is just intrinsic in anime. You don't necessarily do everywhere. So and, uh, and would you? Oh, sorry, yeah, it's it's definitely depends on the on the character. I'd say yeah, because some people you want them to be brash. You're so sad when people hold back on some characters. You're like, why aren't they just going for it? There's exclamation mm. points on every line. Come on, you know, give it to me. Mm. And then sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you're 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 like, wow, everybody needs to pull these back. Everybody's, you know, chewing scenery. You're going too much, and you so. It can be frustrating when you realize you've led them wrong. There's a lot of times I've had hundreds of auditions and they're not right. And I look and it's because of something wrong in the side. You realize like, oh, I, we shouldn't have used this line first. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we shouldn't have started here. Yeah. We should have, we should have, uh, you know, had them lean in with this other line first or whatever. A lot of people can get led wrong in an audition. And so admittedly, mm. sometimes you're doing your best with what you've been told <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It can just be off the mark. And so you never know. Sometimes there's just a little magic. Um, sometimes it, it the other hard part is only one person gets that part, right? So sometimes yeah. out of, uh, you know, one, two, three hundred auditions, you might have three or four people that are really good. Like any one of them could do it. And then you have to mm. sit there and make that Sophie's Choice, that tough call of who who's going to do it and for what reason. And sometimes it's the mix with the other voices. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, oh, you realize these two people, you know, if I'm going to cast this guy over here, this guy does sound a little similar. So maybe we should, like, try to try it with this other guy. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's there's a lot of, of moving the pieces around the chessboard. You know what mm. I mean? And what about um, adding in, so in terms of, because I, I always think it's interesting because some casting directors like a little bit of ad-libbing and some don't. And, you know, talking about kind of the efforts and, and those things. But, I mean, ha, what are your thoughts on people, you know, adding in a little bit of ad-libbing? A little bit is good. I just don't want, I just don't want anybody to waste my time because they yes. don't realize, like, there's, it takes a long time to go through everything, right? So yeah. you really hate it. Same thing with the slates, right? I'm a yes. fan of, of either slates at the end or quick slates at the top and not the, like, you, you press play, there's a second, and someone says, you know, hi, I'm John Doe from whatever agency auditioning for this part. It's two takes. First take is a little more like this. You know what I mean? Like they're sitting there t- chit-chatting with you for 30 seconds. And the whole time you're like, come on, come on. You know, like, like get just get to the audition. Yeah. So I do like where it's it's quick. You know, if you do have something to say like that, just make it a quick note and just get yeah. through it and get right to the right to hearing your voice. And then if someone's listening to the whole audition, if I'm enjoying it and getting all the way to the end and you want to ad lib at the end, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm in. I've been listening yeah. for a minute or so to you. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm yeah. open to that. I just feel like, yeah, the worst is when people waste a lot of time at the top or when they tell you, um, oh, I did seven takes of this, all different. And you're like, oh, come on. How how different can that be? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're, sometimes yeah. you wish they would edit. There are some people who just send too many choices 
and you're like, you really got to trim that down because I just do not have the time. And and sometimes it, it ends up me skipping through it. You know what I mean? Like you might end up having to just do the little skip where you're like jumping every 30 seconds to try to catch every voice. Mm. But you do not have five, six minutes to sit and listen to somebody. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's, you got to move faster than that. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I understand what you're saying too. I love it. And, and for some of these, um, anime where people are screaming and shouting, you almost, you need to hear it. You do need to hear somebody say, huh, ah, or whatever, or, yeah. you know, ultimate power or whatever. If they if they have something that they're going to end up shouting in, in the session, you, you do want to hear it, you know? And nowadays, yeah. Yeah. you kind of want to hear their rig, too. You want to hear them scream on their microphone and see how mm. it sounds. Because <laughs> yes. you're also testing, you might be testing their remote uh, recording capabilities. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously, we've been talking a lot about anime, but you do do a lot in video games, too. And so from your kind of point of view, how, how does anime differ, you know, from your perspective to video games? Uh, whew, you're right. Video <laughs> anime is so much more about polish because, right? Because you have to work it to what the animation is. We're doing timing. We're locked in. We're already somebody yeah. already sort of sent a piano roll. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. pre-printed, and we have to sort of fill it in. So that's that's much more rigid. Um, at the same time, video games can be that way too. Sometimes they're you know, especially the Japanese games. If we're talking about like the Dragon Ball video games. It's the same way. It's pre-recorded. That timing is all set up for each line from Japan, and we have to fit it within that that space. So you don't have a lot of time to, you know, give it an extra read or slow down or speed up or do what you want. So that can that can be a little frustrating. Um, at the same time, I mean, a lot of when you work with these these uh, game designers, some of them work it work you really hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it sound like those guys snow job over their jobs. They can work stuff over and over, and sometimes you do scenes over and over. Um, there was a video game years ago. I mean, it was kind of a prototype. I shouldn't mention what game, but Todd Habercorn, I know, he's a big anime actor, and yeah. uh, I think he recorded builds of that game, like basically versions of that game that they were able to take to shows, you know, and sort of show mm. um, multiple times, two or three times, whole new scripts like recorded from scratch that he was just doing over and over and over again. Because uh, they were trying to get the concept right and try to sort of sell the game's concept, yeah. um, and he was he was just having to every time just commit a hundred percent, work it like it was the real deal, and then they you know they had to to junk it and start over. So um, yeah. so you know it, it it can definitely be be pretty rough in in video games, but it all it all depends on that director. I'll I'll, I'll put it that way because because you're right. Yeah. Like some some video games. Uh, they, it's a, it's so much quantity. They expect so many lines in these games yeah. nowadays. They just want them packed with audio. And yeah. so sometimes it's, it's rapid fire recording. It's moving so fast. So that's, that's where the skill that you would need is just, yeah, reading fast, moving fast, not getting tired, keeping direction, you know, listening all the time. It's just, it's tough. And then the anime is, is a little bit more about, yeah, you have to be able to watch what you see, you know, you're looking in their eyes, their faces for emotion. You're trying to grasp all that stuff out of the, the animation, you know. Wonderful, wonderful. And have you got any advice for anybody who wants to get into anime as a voice actor? 
Uh, that's a question that everybody gets asked. The hardest, I mean, yeah. <laughs> to start, absolutely 100% is is be an actor. There are so yeah. many people who just want to jump right into anime voice acting, like that specific niche. But yeah. you really do need those other skills before you get into it. So it's much yeah. better when people at least, I mean, in any way you can get into it. There's acting classes Online and in every town, you know, there's a there's a small theater. There's everywhere, yes. and so there's yeah. a, there's access to that, um, yeah. and and then it's the, it's nowadays you can practice. That's what's great. In the old days, I don't know how people learned how to do VO because you had to get into a studio to do it. <laughs> we, yeah, we just you know. we were just flying by the seat of our pants. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, somebody you know, probably told you they they love the sound of your voice. Somebody probably told you like you have the you need to go do this. How did you get into it? I'll yeah. ask you. <laughs> How did yeah. that happen? Oh yeah. So I got into voiceovers. I was an actor and uh, at drama school. Yeah. My voice teacher said that I should. I remember her saying you should look into going into voiceovers. And back then I was like, what? No, I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to do movies and um, and Shakespeare and and theatre. And then um, and then I came out of drama school and you know like lots of actors. You know, was a struggling actor and I I saw a, a workshop about. A voice voiceovers and I went along and got in front of the microphone and and I was hooked that was it I was I, I just I knew that was where I was meant to be and it was it wasn't an easy run um because back then it was there <laughs> yeah. was no yeah there was no advice like it was a real closed shop so I had to you know bang down doors and keep banging and keep you know saying I'm here and I'm not going away and somebody's gonna let me in <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually I got in and yeah, so that was, yeah, that was how I. And and that's why it's so tough to tell somebody, you know what I mean? Because so much yeah. of it is that it's, I've heard that story from so many people where it's like, I just eventually I banged down enough doors. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. didn't talk to the right people. I did one session with this guy and then that turned into yeah. the session with, with this lady. And you know what I mean? It's just, that's, yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah. And so it's really hard to quantify it into people, but you can tell them as, yes, you have, you still have to act and you still yeah. need to treat this as a craft, not just like a hobby. Yes. You know, you're not just yes. getting into doing like, like something for fun. No. The people who are doing this professionally are, are I mean, take it as a professional. They take it very yes. seriously. So. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm just going to jump in and say the VoiceOver Network, of course, is here for all of you guys. Um, so we've got a lot uh, lot going on. There are webinars, there are workshops, online workshops, uh, lots of help and support. So, you know, if you are wanting to get into anime or you want to do some more training, because training is super important, come and check out the VoiceOver Network. What about challenges? Let's talk about challenges that you faced uh, in your career. And um, can you can you share something with us and how you overcame it? Hmm. Challenges. Uh, I mean, I would say definitely the beginning of the pandemic was a challenge like you wouldn't believe because the day when everybody turned to each other, I remember when it was like there was a week where everybody felt uncomfortable being here. Like everybody was kind of looking around like, hey, I'm starting to hear this is starting to get weird. Maybe we shouldn't be here. Should we go home? But can we? How do we do that? And everybody was freaking out. That that was a tough thing. And, uh, you know, uh, when we first all went home and we were having to put together our home rigs in order to record and send video, because you have to send the video, you have to send the script, you have to record the audio. There's a lot of handshaking going on. Everybody had to upgrade their home internet. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a scramble at first because I was in the middle of recording, I think Asteroid in Love at the time. 
And so I was, mm. I, I mean, and, and the contract was still signed. So unless, I mean, yeah. you know, you were assuming that maybe you'd get a, uh, some forgiveness, but who knows? We still were like, this is due. I still have to turn this in. And so yeah. we never stopped. We just, I just went home and I recorded the rest from home. And I, I mean, I was able to get through it. Um, oh. The actors I worked with were great. Um, it was luckily a small cast. It was one of those shows with six or eight people. So uh, it wasn't too bad. But that that has been tough. And now, I mean, we have overcome it and and risen from the ashes because I feel like now you're right. The whole industry is new. It's 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 great how how spread out everything is. At the same time, it's more I mean, it's also more competitive. You're probably yeah. seeing that, too. It's so yeah. much more competitive. And can you share with us who or what inspires you? Who? Uh <laughs> Uh, I I was inspired by the guys that I worked with when I first started in this because I when I started in in audio I was actually a tracking engineer and so here in uh, Dallas Texas there's a there was a lot of gospel being recorded and um, country music still yeah and so I worked at a couple of uh, churches where they would record huge I mean you get to do horn sections and wow. you know three guitar players and a you know bass two drummers like it was just these huge huge sessions and I worked with the guys on that I actually loved loved doing those sessions with people that I really respected amazing players that were just at the top of their game you know everybody's every and everybody's getting paid and happy to be there do you know what I mean it's like yeah. those sessions I was lucky that I was there and that I was included in those sessions because that's my end into this industry. There are a yeah. lot of guys like me that graduated from my audio school that never got a job. You know, you couldn't even get your mm -hmm. foot in. And I was lucky mm -hmm. that I got in with them and started recording uh, music and doing mostly music stuff. <clears throat> now, also, just like every every other industry, the music industry in Dallas started to wane. And, right, the music in general recording yeah. is is really tough and very tougher in here and a lot of the studios started to close mm. so that's when i had to shift over into doing post and and video games and voice recording but um i still i still love what i do i'm i'm lucky to be doing it and i love what i do and i always think about those people those mentors or those people who sort of gave me a shot they didn't need a yeah. kid around they didn't need me there they could have done it themselves or they could have found somebody better <laughs> But they they were willing to let me do it, and I was I was lucky for that. Yeah. So I I always remember that. Awesome, amazing, and just finally, do you have a last piece of advice for those who are listening? Something to kind of leave them with. Uh, don't don't <laughs> quit. I mean, I'll I'll tell you that yes. there are a lot of people who get frustrated with it and just want to quit because, yeah. uh, and even I mean, people will tell you even. Once you get signed to an agency, sometimes those people sit for a year. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like some people yeah. will say, I got signed and they think that they're immediately going to start booking and they don't. They're just getting auditions every day and they just have to do yeah. more work for the agency. But it turns, but then the whole time they're waiting, where's my booking? Where's my booking? I've heard so many people who said it took me a year. It's like I sat yeah. on that agency roster and those, and same thing, you're, those people are giving you a chance too. They're, they believe in you and they're going to wait. And then a year later, you might get your first one. And then it's just like a snowball growing, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger and you get callbacks and, you know, things will get there. But you you can't get there if you quit. And there's no yeah. instant in, you know what I mean? It's so yeah. rare you're going to hear a story of somebody act like, I just decided to do it. And then I instantly got what I wanted. There's, <laughs> nobody, has, nobody has that story, you know? 
No, absolutely. I think that there's, I think with with society and with these kind of talent shows, there's this misconception that Mm -hmm. people just get plucked from nowhere and just suddenly are like superstars. And yeah, the reality of that is, is, yeah, it doesn't work like that. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. And and same with TikTok or any, any social media, you think going viral will be easy, but it's like, no, that's, that's always a lightning in a bottle, whether things go viral, whether the whole world decides to click on it. Yeah. That's that's not yeah. easy. That is not easy. And so, no. yeah, it's it can no. be tough. Amazing, amazing advice. Thank you so much for joining us today for the VoiceOver Hour podcast. It's been brilliant. I could keep chatting to you for hours and hours, <laughs> but um, thank you. It's been it's been fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And everybody check out the Moriarty, the Patriot on Funimation. It's worked. It turned out great. Yes, definitely. Go watch it, guys. Excellent. Take care, everyone. Stay safe and make sure you catch our next podcast next week. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season two, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry.